Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hi, Chris. Hello, Anthony. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here as well. Yes, it wouldn't be the sci-fi wise guys without you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It would just be the sci-fi wise guy. It makes me sound like an arrogant asshole. I think it would just be Anthony tries to pod. Anthony tries to pod. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, welcome, everyone else, to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm glad you're here as well, because what's the point of a podcast without someone else to listen to it? I mean, you know, besides us. Here we review, review, rant about, rave on, I would debate, say review. review. <laughs> Straight to straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent visual entertainment media, whether that's movies, television shows, short films. We have yet to find a fourth medium, but those are the three. And also well, just gonna... get wildly off topic, which is really <laughs> I mean, I, the best parts. I was going to say there are other categories we just never or there are other entries to that fourth category. We just never commit to one of them. <laughs> what are which the other be, entries? Oh, I mean, it would be like reading a book. Oh, that's not visual entertainment media. Yeah, or playing a game. You know that's what I mean? Like more interactive media. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, you're right. But you, you right. use your eyes to read, unless you're blind. Unless you're blind. But normally that would be visual mm. entertainment. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So Wow. So we're going to start off today's podcast by being ableist. I mean, it's just, good. They can't see, right? <laughs> I'm not uh, saying anything that's controversial. <laughs> No offense I mean, to anybody, but it, it, you're you're stating facts. It's not about <laughs> you stating facts. It's about how you're stating those facts. Look, man, that's what we're here for. We're here for the facts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the facts, that was a nice cold open. What did we watch, Chris? We watched <clears throat> a 2022 American film directed by Sean Levy, The Adam Project. Yes, The Adam Project. The latest double collab between Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. which I think they've, I, yeah, I guess it is the only stuff they've done together. And apparently they're going to be doing um, another Deadpool movie. Yes, they previously together. did Free Guy. Did you watch yes. Free Guy? Uh, no, I, no, I heard neither. it was pretty good. Same. I kind of had it on the list of things to watch and it just kind of never happened. Um, After this, I think I, I should go back and check it out. Fair enough. Man, look at that poster. Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner, Zoe Saldana, some kid. Just, I mean, <laughs> what is it, Walker Scobell? We started this. We were talking about straight-to-stream media. I don't think, I mean, I know I didn't. I don't know if you did. But I did not anticipate such high caliber of actors. I didn't anticipate, I mean, we started this right like, as lockdown started, right? Maybe a mm-hmm. week or two into it. We started this, we started recording episodes in May of 2020. Release them June, July. I don't think we anticipated that kind of transition to more stream. Like I didn't think like no one at that point expected lockdowns and, and the pandemic to last as long as it did. We started getting all of these movies that moved from the theater to stream. And so we actually had a higher tier, a higher quality product to review for our podcast. I'm saying all that, but you just look like this is we just we just watched a movie with Jennifer Garner in it, <laughs> you know, well, like Ryan I Reynolds. Mean, okay, how fine, hard is you she? Know. To, how hard is she to get these days? Let's see. What I don't. Her I don't know. But is. Oh, okay. But let's go, review that. No, no, yeah. no, no. Go ahead. I'll, I'll just kind of look through here real quick. I mean, let's Zoe see. Saldana, Mark Ruffalo. They're both big names. I just. I don't know. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of names in this That's movie. Fair. Yeah. A lot of names. Do we want to rustle through some facts right quick? 
Sure, we'll, we'll fact it up. <clears throat> well, let me blurb you. Please. First, quote, after accidentally crash landing in 2022, time traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. What's the rest of the quote, man? Where is no. the rest of the quote? <laughs> That's it. I mean, do I just keep reading until I run I to another I quotation know. mark? I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> What's new on Netflix in March 2022? When can I stop? <laughs> Let's see. Where's the Netflix blurb? Oh my God, Netflix, why do you take forever to load? Ryan Reynolds and Free Guy, director Sean Levy, Levy? I don't know, uh, reunite for this time travel adventure about a fighter pilot who teams up with his younger self. Not related to um, other famous Levy's in Hollywood, I believe, like Mm. Eugene. Well, I think because he, that's Eugene Levy, spelled the same. Yeah, I don't, I've met people who pronounce it either way. Same. So, but I'm going to go with Levy for him. Why not? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll do what I want. It's my it's podcast. World, man. Yeah. I'm just I, living in it. You're just all here <laughs> along for the ride. But back uh, to the facts. Yes. 6.8 out of 10 star rating based on 66,000 uh, ratings. Median score of seven with 30.8% of the vote with eight and six. Just kind of, you know, reeling in there. Kind of looks like the, this chart's giving me the middle finger. Appreciate that, IMDb. Oh, it is, isn't it? Thank you. I've got Rotten Tomatoes, 67% fresh based on 178 reviews. Audience score of 78% based on over 1,000 ratings. Then Metacritic, rounding it out, 55 based on 48 critical reviews and a 6.9 based on 98 reviews. And 93% of Google users like this movie, as did I just now. Oh, wow. (laughs) Did you click the button? Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Round out the facts. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. You've seen Ryan Reynolds do this sort of thing before, but the Adam Project offers slickly entertaining and occasionally even moving sci-fi action. You know, it's solidly above average, I think, is the... Uh, the consensus. I mean, 6.8, 67%, 55 on Metascore, which is, or Metacritic, which is always a little bit lower, but 6.9 in the user score. It's it's solidly above average. I, I guess you kind of gave it away. Like you, you liked it. Yeah. I just want to talk, let's talk about the ratings for a little bit. We don't, sure. I don't think we always talk about review scores and ratings. Like I think that maybe in a movie like this hour and 46 minutes, According to Rotten Tomatoes sci-fi slash adventure. (laughs) Yeah, action sci-fi, solidly. I think a lot of these critical reviews, like I don't take critical reviews seriously on a lot of movies like this because this isn't a movie that I think is aimed as like award bait or like they're trying to get like a really high critical score. Now, that being said, it is possible that you could make a movie like this that just happens to be so well-liked by the critics that they off, they provide a really high score. But a movie like this, I, I didn't anticipate it being over 60% for the for the Metacritic score. Really? Because they're always Oh, harsh. for Metacritic, yeah. No, yeah. for sure. If people want to go and read them, they can. But it's a lot of the stuff's just like, oh, yeah, this is a fine movie. And then as you start to get towards the bottom, Rolling Stone, this movie starts out desperately wanting to be E.T. It ends by pretending it's the second coming of Field of Dreams. Like, I didn't I'm get not going to say that. I'm not going to say that's like, uncharacteristically harsh because that that's this person's job right but it's just i i disagree rolling stones reviewer overall if i were to give my initial thoughts and opinions i was actually impressed at how this movie managed to cram i'm just gonna go ahead and count them one two three four five members 
of the MCU. And this is what I'm going to say. So Catherine Keener, you're like, she's never been in a Marvel movie. Well, guess what? She played the voice of a character in The Incredibles 2, which I'm pretty sure is a Pixar movie, which is a Disney movie, which falls under the umbrella because anything is possible with Disney. Uh, Jennifer Garner, of course, was in Daredevil, the OG Daredevil. Oh my gosh, does that count? Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, it says Marvel at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, obviously, you know, Bruce Banner slash The Incredible Hulk, Ryan Reynolds, you know, Green Lantern. And then uh, Zoe Saldana was uh, Gamora. I was actually going to make the Ryan Reynolds <laughs> with Star-Lord joke, but I didn't want to. Sure. Because, I mean, that's that, that's who Chris Pratt's trying to be. He's trying to be Ryan Reynolds in that movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, I mean, he played Deadpool, obviously. And then uh, he also played Wade Wilson, not Deadpool, uh, <laughs> in the, the Wolverine origin movie. Yep, yep. This is a really fun movie. I think I like I had a lot of fun watching it. I watched it during the day, very few interruptions. There are some like tear jerking moments. Like, you know, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's trying to play on the emotions of any children with their parents. Sure. Ryan Reynolds tells him, like, you're real like you're a jerk to her and you're gonna you're gonna think about it your entire life. <laughs> yeah. So stop being a jerk to her. And uh younger Ryan Reynolds Jr. telling older Ryan Reynolds, like, hey, you've you're acting like this because you 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 want to hate because you've intentionally forgotten the good things. So it, it you know played on that emotion, which is, I think played really well. Yeah, I don't know about the science. Yeah. I'm not here to debate the science, but I think time in terms travel, of that's it, we're done. Yeah. Well, I was going to say in terms of believable time travel, I think using a particle accelerator to create a wormhole is conceivable. I guess because. You know, when they first switched on the Large Hedron Collider, I think like one of like the the things they said could happen was it would cause a destabilization, a destabilizing event, which would cause many black holes to not ma- like many as in very, very uh, a lot of them. And then many as in very small, <laughs> it would create millions of black holes on Earth and then destroy the planet. And that didn't happen. No, it didn't. But or but it could have happened as far as I'm aware. Uh, Did it? <laughs> It happened in, two, what did they say, like 2012? or How long would it take Har- to destroy us? Well, Maybe we're all living on borrowed time. When Harambe died, that's when the oh, thing started. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I think uh, I think it was fun. I okay. enjoyed pretty much everyone's performance. I think maybe Mark Ruffalo phoned it in a little bit. That's cool. Mm. Maybe maybe it was the the his portrayal of the of a of an overworked scientist slash college professor kind of made, it just didn't feel like he's given it, which is cool. I mean, he's Mark Ruffalo. He, he was can do whatever he wants. I felt like he was trying hard not to be Bruce Banner or Professor Hulk. Sure, you know what I mean. And well, I mean, it came it, across a little differently. He's a fantastic actor. Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. doesn't get enough credit for that outside of his work in the. Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is playing Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I thought he had a little bit more depth. Like, he's a sarcastic, smart mouth, but he he brings it in the emotional scenes. Like, he wasn't phoning it in there. I, I, I felt it. I wouldn't say he phoned it in. He's just... I go to the movies expecting... Because Ryan Reynolds is in a movie. Yeah, sure. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. It could, like... What was that movie he made with... Uh, <laughs> where he was, like... He was in a fat suit. Oh, it, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, no. This is easy. You just go to Bing. Ryan Reynolds, fat suit. Just Friends. Yeah, Just Friends. Blade Trinity, Van Wilder. Apparently, he was also in an episode of The X-Files. I didn't know that. Oh, I did not know that. And uh, <laughs> Smoking Aces. 
Mm-hmm. Like all the like any movie that he's in, like he he brings it. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about like Nicolas Cage isn't being Nicolas Cage in every movie because he's a character. He's being Nicolas Cage because he's putting all of his energy into the role and just yeah. going into it. But I mean, I liked his performance. I think Jennifer Garner did a pretty good job. Yeah. Catherine Keener. I mean, she's I think she's always done great stuff. I think she's always sure. been pretty good. Sure. So, Keep going. She was in Survival Quest. Did you know that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Zoe Saldana. Yes, of course. Famous for being in all the things. Yeah. Appearing in three of the highest grossing films of all time, which I yep. think is pretty rad. Um, I, it's crazy. Also one of the few people that's in both Star Wars, or I'm sorry, Star Trek and a Marvel movie, right? But she's, she's one of the very few. I mean, Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carl Urban. Okay. Yeah, that's all I can remember yeah. off the top of my head. There's probably more. <laughs> there might be. There might be more, but who knows? So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Before, well, before we talk about the the obvious actor to talk about, one actor that I was uh, happy to see was Alex Malari Jr. Alex Malari Jr. Yes. Okay. Is there a reason for that? I'm yeah. So IMDb. if I pull up his IMDb and I'll put it on screen here. Cyber. Yeah. Alex Malari Jr. He plays a character, uh, Christos, who is like an assassin type character. He's trying to, he's the bad guy, right? He doesn't have a lot of motivation except for he's, he's high level hench. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very high level hench. Right, right, right hand hench. Right hand. He's top level hench. Yeah. So you notice the very first thing in post-production code eight, part two, um, they did not go with our suggestion of code nine or code (laughs) 82 or code (laughs) eights or codes eight. Uh, they went with code eight part two and they went with Roman numerals for the two to reduce confusion. Uh, they did not, they did not think that through. Uh, no, he played a character in Dark Matter, a mm. sci-fi television show that I really, really enjoyed. I think there were four seasons of it, I believe. I don't think it started off as a Netflix show, but I think it, like the last season or something like that was a uh, Netflix exclusive back when Netflix was, you know, saving shows from network television and, and throwing an extra season on them for the streaming rights. Yeah. Uh, so he plays a character in that. It's a, it's a really interesting show. Uh, in which the main characters all wake up from cryo sleep in a spaceship, and they have no memory. They don't know who they are, why they're there, yada yada yada. And it goes it goes from there. Very interesting. I liked him a lot in it. So it was cool to see him in something else. Oh, and a little bit of voice acting as well. So it was cool to see him. Um, hopefully he, was, he gets uh, more. He was in Code Eight. He was. The character's name I don't. Re- but I don't remember him. Rainier. I didn't. Yeah, he. I have no idea. And once again, there's no picture of the character next to it. So I don't know if it was, you know, I have no idea why or who he was. Uh, so let's talk about Walker Scobell. How do you feel he did? Uh, child I think actor. As a, I think as a child actor, I think he does a pretty good job of imitating what would be a young Brian Reynolds okay. actor. I think like he even kind of looks like him, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think he's the weakest part of the movie. But far from it. I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah. This is his first acting credit. Oh, okay. Yeah. His first acting credit is to play opposite of Ryan Reynolds (laughs) and teach him life lessons and be sarcastic right along with him. That's not a bad start to your career. Like that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I don't think IMDb really shows like commercials and things like that. So it might not be his very first acting credit. He might have other things that he's done. Um, But as far as portraying a character in a television show or movie or short film, this is it. This is his, uh, this is his debut. I don't know. I personally pretty impressed. I, you know, there's always the fear with child actors that they're going to 
break your suspension of disbelief. They're going to just mm-hmm. just not do something correctly. I mean, with the green screen work with, around the special effects, acting opposite of Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Ryan Reynolds, as we mentioned, Jennifer Garner, like he kills it. I think he, you said he's not the weak link. I, I think he's a strong link. I, I actually enjoyed following along this story through his you know, through his character quite a bit. Uh, I was very, very impressed. Hopefully he goes on to do other good things. You know, hopefully this isn't just a short blip. I mean, as long as he wants to, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. wanted to give him a very special shout out because I mean, it's <laughs> all of these other names and there's just this kid who's never been in anything before. Yeah. It's it's Let's pretty see. awesome. Braxton Birkin played Ray. Uh, Carson yeah. Wong played Chuck. Uh, Donald Sales, Paul the Bartender. Esther Ming Lee played Sophie. Ben Wilkinson played by uh, played Derek. Ben Wilkinson's goatee played his mouth mullet. <laughs> yeah, very interesting, very cool. I uh, I over overall I I agree. I think this movie was a ton of fun. I wouldn't analyze the plot. Um, well, <laughs> even then, like I guess the overall plot at a high level it works. Yeah, I think there's some con- no, I don't want to call them continuity or plot holes. I think there's some unexplained. I think the action scenes are played up to be flashy and actiony and not really have any sort of logic to them. Like the the plane is there attacking them and then it's not for some reason, but then it is again. Like there there's some there's some things that happen just to move the action along, which I don't know if I don't know why. I don't know. It it was a little odd, but if you just let that flow through, it it works. For the most part, I thought the action scenes were really, really good. I'm going to I'm gonna steal your bit. Uh oh. I'm gonna vibe check you. I got major boss level vibes from this. Okay. From the music choices to a lot of the action scenes and just the Ryan Reynolds character, Adam is a fighter pilot who travels through time and is a, uh, an expert martial artist and survivalist. And just, I mean, there's, (laughs) he's everything he is there. He has no, Oh, he has faults, but as far as like his physical abilities, it's way over the top. It's craziness. So him coming in, being able to to definitely uh, fight off multiple attackers who are invisible and then not invisible for some reason, just kind of wink past it. And then the music choices, you know, you got some got some Boston in there again, which you know I loved. And then the uh, the ending sequence where they're kind of going through these the giant kind of vault or safe doors, right, and a in a huge hallway to get to the the item that they need to get to, reminding me quite a bit of Boss Level. In fact, yeah. I looked up the director. I was like, this is the same guy. Is there a shared producer or something? Like the cinematography feels very similar between the two movies. Him coming to, you know, realization about his family and the importance thereof um, and how that all works as it goes through. It has a very similar structure. Okay. Now, other than that, a vibe check would be every Ryan Reynolds character <laughs> from Van Wilder to Deadpool to The Proposal uh, and back, you know, so. Sure, sure. I did feel like this was played up or this was geared towards, it's PG-13, I believe. Yeah, yes. PG-13, but I felt it was geared more for the, younger for a younger audience like i feel like this movie was made to appeal to that 13 to 16 year old okay with some of the just the action and like i said like the bad guys are invisible until they're about to punch you and then they're not for some reason <laughs> like no just stay invisible why aren't they shooting them why are they letting themselves get right. shot yeah like the weird stuff like that that's just like oh this is obviously just trying to show off special effects and have an action scene 
Um, but I did feel like it was it was geared towards that. I mean, I, I didn't feel like, you know, a lot of times we, we've talked about ratings before and sometimes a PG-13 movie might be suitable for a 13-year-old, but it's not marketed to a 13-year-old. It's The concepts are going way over their head or it's maybe this should have been rated R. This is an interesting choice, you know? Um, I think there was a movie early on. I can't, what was the name of that movie? With the angels and the demons. Oh, Angels Fallen. Angels Fallen, where it's PG-13 or 13 plus on, on Amazon. And like, oh, look, nudity. Cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> well, how that works. A <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, so the, this definitely felt like on the lower end of PG-13. Like they did just enough things to give it that PG-13 rating because that's the sweet spot right now for Hollywood. But I could definitely see this being geared more towards kids and maybe a, like a family action sci-fi movie as opposed to more adult. I can see that. My vibe check would be, I mean, obviously, some Back to the Future. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just based on a just time travel in general. I don't... No, it can't be the first. 14 different Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if Back to the Future is the first time travel movie, but it might be the first one I can remember ever seeing. I mean, I'm sure the hmm. time machine, right? The time machine. The time machine. Yeah, that would probably be the first one. But the first one I actually saw and remember as a kid would either... I mean, yeah, it would have to be Back to the Future or... 1960. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. I might have experienced that first. I know, I know, but I'm thinking of (laughs) just stories with time travel in them. I don't know. Probably Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So let's talk about it. Time travel? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to I'm gonna ask. Okay. I got questions. Okay. I will attempt to answer <sighs> as best I can. I'm not asking about the logics of time travel. Not, we're not going to get it. We're not going to go down that road. Oh, well, let me get rid of these notes. <laughs> did, you, did you write a paper? Are you just <laughs> you're getting ready to publish your paper on, on the logic Dear of time travel? whom it may concern. <laughs> uh, to myself, both future and past. <laughs> you may not know this yet. <laughs> but you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, well. Well, yeah. <laughs> So they invent time travel. They have to use these cool fighter jets to to create a warm a pulse that creates some sort of wormhole that they go through to time travel. Sure. Cool. I'm in. I'm in. Whatever. I'm and wave that technology. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm buying into the premise. We're good. But why? Why do they have time travel? What are they using it for? As far as I could tell, and I, I actually sat down and I thought about this as the credits. I let the credits just play through this whole through this movie or for this movie. And the whole time I'm thinking, and I can only come up with three reasons why you would use time travel. Like three, sorry, three ethical and moral reasons to say, yeah, we can use time travel. Uh, the the first one would be for anthropological reasons, right? They travel back in time, they're invisible, they can learn all about the history of Earth, they can figure out like, oh, like to record events and, and just learn. Like if you want to learn about X civilization, we can go learn about X civilization. You know, something very similar to, but so there's a couple of Star Trek episodes, right? Where they're on the planet, or there's sorry, there's one episode I can think of in particular, and then Insurrection, where that went wherever, uh, where you know they're hidden on the planet through holograms and force fields to like learn about the local people, something like that. Sure. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that could work. That's pretty interesting. I would like to know. You know, let's let's put some of our our let's fact check ourselves and and whatnot, learn about historical events, but not interact with them in, in any way. The second reason would be to prevent disasters that just happened. So there's no way we can know, like, uh, what, what's a what's a big disaster in the last 20 years? What, I guess, uh, 9-11? Yeah, well, sure. The terrorist attacks, whatever, right? I think going, you're too far back, you change too many things, right? There's the whole causality and blah, blah, blah. But hey, you know, yesterday, there was a major, major natural disaster 
an earthquake or something and thousand people were lost their lives and countless more injured and blah, blah, blah. Okay, we can go back a day and fix that. Like, I feel like that's that's not going too far back. You you don't have to worry about the consequences of changing anything from, you know, that immediately happened. You're saving lives. Sure. Yada, yada, yada. The third reason I came up with was if some other idiot went back in time and changed something and you got to change it back. Kind of like what this movie does. Like basically- like time, time, time Time cops. Yeah, exactly. Time cop. <laughs> exactly. I can't think of any, but I can't, like they're fighter pilots who travel through time and they're like, yeah, we went to this year and that year and we do this. I'm like, but, but why are they doing it? I guess that was the only thing in the premise that I was, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't detract from my enjoyment of the movie. But I, was, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to go over those reasons, mostly okay. because- I needed a rant to fill in the middle part of the podcast, <laughs> but no, like, can you think of any other reason, like any other ethical or moral reason for, to use time travel? Well, I'll get to that here in just a second. Or do you disagree with anything I've said, I guess, so far? So the reason why Ryan Reynolds is a fighter pilot, expert hand-to-hand combatant and survivalist is because that's probably what fighter pilots actually are in real life. Yeah. <laughs> the, the real world is not like Top Gun where pilots are five foot four and Ooh. and have shirtless volleyball matches You're, on the beach. Are we about to get canceled by Scientologists? Is sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're going to alienate a group today, it's going to be Scientologists, right? No. I'm down with that, um, yeah. Like, fighter pilots aren't scrawny little people. They're not. You have to, like, you have to be a certain type of body in order to survive mm-hmm. the harsh realities that are flying a plane um that can break the sound barrier you experience heavy g's and turns like i i I didn't do any sort of flight training but i have been in one of those g-force things i think it it couldn't go very fast because you know i was a kid (laughs) but i was like man this is intense and i'm only going like half a g or whatever yeah so uh, you have to go through some sort of military training in order to become a fighter pilot right so we could like you could assume we just assume yeah. that a fighter pilot would have some sort of basic oh, hand-to-hand ca- combat experience. Basic is different right. than what he was doing, first of all. Well, hold on. Hold on. So <laughs> okay. Okay. Saurian Industries, based on everything that is described therein, uh, appears to be a private military corporation, a PMC, whose CEO slash owner slash operator happens to have a stranglehold on time travel technology, right? So not only do they control the world at large because if you have time travel oh i don't mm-hmm. like what you did there i'm gonna go back from to to yesterday and i'll kill everyone in your family and then you oh, can wow. make the right decision then you can make the right decision today right yeah so why would you not have <laughs> a strike force sure capable of traveling back in time and then just shooting a missile at a car and then traveling to the correct time period you would only need a you would only need a pilot for a plane you wouldn't need an entire strike team like this lady was rolling around with sure i think that's the reason why they have fighter planes that's that's the reason why ryan reynolds is a master hand-to-hand combatant that doesn't explain why he has a lightsaber you know but it's 2050 so who knows who knows Uh, (laughs) in terms of ethical and unethical reasons for time travel i mean you gave a lot of good reasons i gave it a lot of thought like probably too much the only one that truly holds water is going back in time to prevent something from happening, which, which which is your second and third reason pretty much combined. More or less, yeah. Different reasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still you're still going back to prevent something from happening. Right. Anthropology reasons, eh. I don't know. I think maybe we go back in time and stop the eighth season of Game of Thrones from being made. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Maybe not Green Lantern. 
<laughs> Who knows? You Maybe know, not I'm Green just, Lantern. I'm, I don't know if that's ethical or not for me. Maybe it is for Ryan. A, <laughs> it is a black stain on Canadian <laughs> cinema. I mean, yeah. I mean, those are pretty much the only ones that I can think of. Unless, unless like you want to go back in time to like, I don't know if it's anthro- anthropology or not, but like to save something, like not someone, but something, right? Like if- uh, Like loot artifacts? What? Yeah, sure. Like, no, like, like, like right um, before, like right before Pompeii gets Pompeii. destroyed, you go in exactly. and you're like, "I'm gonna take this vase." You know, this yeah, is yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we know that. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Atlantis, right? Maybe, maybe Atlantis oh, is sure. a real place. Maybe, maybe there was in fact an island that got sunk under the seas because of an earthquake. Maybe we go back in time and find. I don't know. No, that's, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, those that's are the only things I can think reasons, about. Yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like if you're gonna go back and change events, there has to be a time limit, right? Or else it it gets out of hand too quickly. Yeah. yeah, the ripple effect gets too. So I think within the last 24 hours, very low risk. A week ago, probably pretty much higher risk. Who knows what can happen in a week, a year? Off the, like off the table completely. There's no way you can know that shooting that gorilla is gonna <laughs> do this. You know, the last five years. What no, I don't want to make jokes. I really don't actually like making jokes about that because. It was, it was pretty sad all around. No, it was, yeah. I think forward in time is different. Like, I don't know how... Because then we just get in tomorrow war territory. Yeah. That was some flimsy ethical... <laughs> I mean, they the fact that the characters in that... The fact in the tomorrow in the tomorrow war, the fact that the characters sat around and talked about what was happening for four minutes and figured it all out, just shows the like a, an extreme level of incompetency by everybody, by the modern government, by the future government, by everyone involved. Like everyone's like, "Nope, oh, okay, aliens, let's go shoot them." I'm like, "We got to think about it." Like they thought for four minutes. They 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 referenced, <laughs> didn't they consult some kid, like some junior yeah. high kid? And there he, he was. He was like, "Yeah, this." Like, well, I mean, that go, like that that just like, shows you that eventually you'll get to someone who will figure it out. <laughs> Right, Eventually. and it also just proves that the people who are leading our world governments are a bunch of morons. Yeah, <laughs> if an eleventh grader could figure it out, right? Yeah, I don't even think he was eleventh. I'm thinking eighth or ninth, but sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so back back to this is are those the only two time travel movies we've that we've seen? We've seen oh, a time the loop trap, time loop movies similar. Yeah, uh, boss level, tomorrow war, also a time loop. I think that's it. I mean, did, were any of um, not that not not the outer worlds, but any lower decks, any time travel involved in that? I actually don't think we've had a lower decks time travel episode. Hmm. Zero out of ten. Yeah. CVS. Get it actually, together. there's actually twenty episodes, so zero out of twenty. <laughs> Let's see. Let me pull up our RSS feed and look through it real quick. Yeah, I think that might be it. I think time loop and time travel movies are two different two different things. Uh, so, so this is our best time travel movie so far. In my opinion, In, no infinite infinite. Despite its name, is not a time travel movie. <laughs> Loki, mm. eh, it's time travel. They they travel yeah, around in time. They travel through different points in time. Uh, that was weird. That's a movie where the internal lo- like you got our show. I guess you gotta. So let's not think about it oh, too, here, here too it much. Uh, well, technically, we didn't watch it for the sh- for the pod, but FP three. Well, we haven't watched FP three yet. I mean, we haven't reviewed it. We will. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah that's what I said. We, we didn't, we haven't watched it for the pod, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, coming. July's coming. It's all good. Let's see. Uh, I think that's it, man. The Recall? No, it didn't have any. Time. That didn't have time travel. That just, that was oh, Forest oh. Blade. In the Shadow of the Moon. There you go. Time travel movie. 
Not not great. My point still stands. The Adam Project. <laughs> you know, I, I, best. I thought you liked the In the Shadow no. of the Moon. I liked the, the time? I liked the first okay. act, and then it just got worse and worse. <laughs> it's not a horrible film, it's, and I would not. I did not begrudge anyone actually enjoying it. That's fair. Uh, but meh. All right, cool. So uh, worth the price of subscription? I think so. Yeah. I also think it's worth the price of subscription. For, what was it again? 147 minutes. No, I'm sorry, an hour and 47 minutes, which means 107, 106 minutes. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I Maybe it went on a little bit too long. Not that I would have probably cut anything, but like right around the time when Mark Ruffalo showed up, I was like, all right, it's got to end soon, right? And then I looked <laughs> and there was an additional 20 minutes. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go, I guess. No, I mean, you probably could have shaved off 15 minutes out of this thing. Maybe, but I think they, you know, they got their cool action. They got all the interaction with an older and younger version of somebody. And then they got them reconcili- reconciling their relationship with their, their father and their, well, I guess their parents, but their father yeah. in particular. So I think it, I think it yeah. fits. I wouldn't cut That's anything. Fine. That's it. Like, did you? I, you yeah. probably could. I just don't think I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, idiot of the movie? I... <laughs> Maybe, maybe Ryan Reynolds, uh, maybe Adam Reed for Adam Reed? adult Adam Reed, mainly for just goofing it in the first place, right? <laughs> like just not nailing it on the first attempt. Uh, yeah, he's actually cast as quote big Adam. <laughs> I mean, the the real idiot of the movie is uh, Christos. Yeah, because he had in every single fight he was in, he had the advantage. And he lost every single fight that he was in. Okay. At the beginning, it was like what seven on one. Well, as soon Still- as as soon as Adam Ryan Reynolds kills one of them, they should have been like, "Oh, <laughs> let me grab this gun and just shoot this guy." <laughs> Done. Uh, there is nothing. Oh, all right. Yeah. Look, my idiot of the movie is Maya Sorian. Sure. Because there's no way. As soon as you use time travel to give yourself a giant advantage. And money and power. It's a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Like you have time travel and you're going to be nice like just so greedy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you're just going to be greedy about it. Like there's so many good things you could do with that power. And instead she's like, oh, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to have the biggest private military organization in the world. And I'm going to own all the politicians because I got time travel. Dirt comes out about them. I can go back in time, tell myself about it. Now I've got, I can, you know, blackmail them before without without really trying it's just sure. it's such a it's such a villain thing to do you know it's very cliche yeah and that's that's another thing that kind of reminded me of boss level because like mel gibson in that movie is a villain for no reason other than well, he's just a greedy well, i think like wasn't his reasoning like i can get rid of every tyrant he like, wanted i can to- go back in time and and be like and make sure that like hitler doesn't come along Genghis he, Khan doesn't come along it was it's like, just like i will end all dictatorships <laughs> By becoming the dictator myself. Yeah, that was his, it was a dumb plan. So, uh, and I think that's the, I mean, yeah. So I actually take it movie. back. I take oh? it back. Braxton Bjorken playing Ray. This He's my idiot of the movie. What, the is kid? A bully? The bully? Yeah, yeah, he is a bully. Don't be a bully. Listeners, don't bully. It's not Even fun. more important than not being a hench. Yeah. Don't bully. <laughs> don't, yeah. There's nothing to gain from it. I, I'm sure bullies... I'm sure the 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 Venn diagram of bullies and henches definitely overlaps. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I liked it. I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad. Now we should watch Free Guy. We should watch Free Guy. Did that did that go straight? That went to the theaters, didn't it? I think it was a simul release. Was it? I think so. Hmm. 
No, released theatrically. Yeah, I thought it was just yeah. a theatrical release. So unfortunately, we can't uh, review it. Mm, darn. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sean Levy did Arrival. Oh, did he? And he got an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture for that. I didn't realize Arrival that. That's was pretty cool. Arrival was fantastic. Very neat. Oh, he's an executive producer on Stranger. Big Fat Liar, Just Married, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pink Panther, Night of the Museum, Date Night, Real Steel, Internship. Oh, okay. This guy's done some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is where TV. He's definitely... <laughs> What uh, what are you laughing at? Oh, uh, I mean, he's acted in some of the movies that he's been in, but um, he's on oh, some sure. TV here. A couple episodes of Lassie, mm-hmm. Animorphs. Oh yes, Animorphs. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Birds of Prey from two thousand and two. Ooh, even that's a La- wow. What an obscure Last Man Standing. Um, he's Stranger Things, obviously, and uh, producer for Shadow and Bone. Oh, okay, yeah, you really that's liked that, cool. didn't you? Did they do in a second season of that? I believe they have confirmed a second season. Maybe they won't have um, as many characters with British accents. Oh, is that a thing? I think it was part of my um, complaint is that, <laughs> oh, these people these people are a Russian analog. Let's yep. cast British characters. Yeah. <laughs> Let's cast British actors. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why wouldn't they? <laughs> I don't understand uh, what the yeah. problem is. What the problem is. What well, the problem be? So the next movie we're going to watch. Next movie. Okay. And I'm just double checking to make sure it is not... An asylum film. <laughs> How dare you? <sighs> well, I'm horrible at picking films. Let's try again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so I'm wow, sorry. Wow, wow. Look, I'm sorry. You should be. Uh, you just want? Do you want to do the unbearable weight of massive talent? I know it's not science fiction. It's not science but... fiction, and it's going to the theater. <laughs> do I want to watch it? Oh, yes. yes. Of course I do. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? That is, it's. <sighs> It's probably going to be the best and most important movie of my life, and I, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to seeing it. I think what it's coming down to is we need some suggestions. If you're listening out there, watching whatever, uh, and you know of a straight-to-stream science fiction movie or show that we should watch and review, either because you really like it and you want to share, or because you really hate us and you want to you know, make us watch horrible things, uh, send it our way. You can email us, scififiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the Twitter and the Instagram at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. DM or just tweet at us. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate it because obviously making decisions is not our strong suit. Yeah. Unless you have it. anything else, do you want to B-roll us out of here? Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And uh, if you're going to go back in time, um, make sure you hit your target. Yeah. <laughs> don't accidentally hit make... 22 instead of 18. Yeah. Yeah. And make everything somehow worse. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know. Don't, don't use time travel, kids. Yeah. Stay away from time travel. Stay away from time Thanks, travel. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, everybody. Bye. Time travel. No, I'm just kidding. I've never been. I have never, ever been drunk and done one of these. That would be ridiculous. Hmm. Do you know how just irresponsible that would be? Yes.